we see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what? Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? This is blasphemy. This is, this has gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a rebellion. He murders people. He's a bad man. He's a thug and he's a crook. He deserves the chains and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus, what has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper? What what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We, We want Barabbas. Yeah, give us Barabbas. People say, give us Barabbas. The Roman soldiers come up and they put the key in and they unlock Barabbas from his chains and shackles. And he walks down the platform, welcomed by all of his thug friends. Yeah, the people love me. Yeah, that's right. I don't even know who this Jesus guy is, but all I know is my people love me. There seems to be no conscience in Barabbas. There's no record of him turning to Jesus and saying, I owe you everything now, for you have set me free. No, I don't see any of that in Barabbas. God knew that. Jesus stood there, silent for he knew the will of the Father. He said, it's fine, Father. Let him have Barabbas. For Jesus knew that the Father would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so he could treat Barabbas like Jesus. Barabbas thought it was the people that set him free. No, 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 no. It was the love of the Heavenly Father. grace but now that I'm in this deep dark place of bondage 
I better work hard to get myself out. What? That's the opposite of the gospel. Are you bound? Are you held under the power of this temptation, this sin, the sexual urges? Do you feel like it's controlling you? What are you going to do? I'm going to shake myself free. Stop it! No, you won't! You're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin and sexual temptation. You will not overcome it and you will never overcome it. You'll just be another statistic. There's no answer within yourself. Your own merits, your own goodness, your own discipline, your own devotion will not save your marriage and will not save your kids. There's only one. And he's the one that took your place. He's the one that stood silently on the platform with Pilate and said, yes, let him have Barabbas. Take me. How many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus and I'm the Barabbas and they start to take my chains off and I say, no, no, I deserve this. I deserve the guilt. I deserve the shame. I deserve the consequence. I deserve it. Jesus seems to look at me, say, no, son, let me have it. Let me have your sin. Let me have your pain. No, God, I did it to myself. I deserve it. My marriage won't make it. This is what I deserve. I deserve divorce. I deserve poverty. I deserve sickness. I deserve it all. No. God, I say, I'm so ashamed. Give me your shame. But God, what if I do it again? I'll still be here. Oh God, I don't want to hurt you. I love you. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Give me your sins, son. This is all we got. It's all I got. It's all you got. We can play games. We can play church games. We can pretend like some people are better than others and that's why they're blessed. Or we can all come to the honest conclusion that it's God. And it's God alone. The greatest challenge is not your discipline, your devotion, your focus. Your greatest challenge is believing the gospel. Could it be that there's a God with a love so scandalous, so wide, so deep, so vast, so high, so expansive, so welcoming, so inclusive. Let me have your sin, son. Okay. And I give him my sin. And I stand in this empty space of forgiveness and acceptance while Jesus walks off to the cross that I deserve. I see him. I see him walking to the post to be whipped. As I stand a free man, all the attention is turned now. And I feel the love of God saying, go son, live your life. I'll pay the price. Where did we get off thinking that we were gonna set ourselves free? It's still Jesus 
it'll always be Jesus. It'll never stop being the power of Jesus. If His blood is sufficient for your salvation, His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough! Jesus is enough. The price he paid on Calvary was enough. It was enough for you and my freedom. Innocent for the guilty. Now we sang some incredibly powerful words this morning in that first song, and all of the songs, but in the first song, which was written by Luke and Maria, it went like this. I don't. Sometimes when you're singing the words, you don't really let them sink in, perhaps quite like, we could. It says, on day, on day six, God created man. He gave them rule over the land and he told them, you're free to eat from every tree except for one and surrender to me. But man betrayed and felt the shame. Hid from God, they lost their way, changed their fate to a life of sin that ends in the grave. But oh, he's alive. He's alive. But God, He chose the cross, He gave Himself, delivered us, so that all who believe in His name can live as children of God again. So He died a sacrifice for the world, He paid the price. And after three days, He rose from death. Now He lives and will come again. Oh, He's alive. He's alive. Now all mankind have been set free by Jesus Christ, the one true King. This is truth and not a tale. Let us shout the good news to the world that He's alive. He's alive. Isn't that powerful? It's incredible. He is alive. That's what we're celebrating today. Easter, Good um, Friday, and now Easter Sunday. He's alive. He's alive. Father, I ask for a revelation of your spirit this morning that takes us from being an academic fact to being a burning fire within our beings. That he is alive. That he paid the price. That he changed my future. That all eternity was changed because of his sacrifice. And I've now been set free. Because he's alive. You have been set free. Because he's alive. We've been set free. Because he's alive. Because he's alive. Because he's alive. Because he is alive. Because he's alive. I'm well prepared for this morning, but I, I get a real sense that God actually wants to go in a slightly different direction. Because what I've been feeling all morning is I've come in and started to, uh, to you know, just 
operate, I suppose, is that his kids aren't walking in the freedom that he paid for. And we need to be. He paid a tremendous price so that we would walk in freedom. To me, it feels like the picture that came to my head is like, you know, he, he, he owns cattle on a thousand hills and all that stuff. He's got no resource problems. It's kind of like if I had no resource uh, restraints, me buying a house for my children and them living in one room. I'd go, what the heck? I bought you a whole house and you're in one room. What's the deal with that? And I feel in a sense, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying today is, come on, I paid for your complete freedom. You gotta step into that. You gotta own that because it's not just gonna happen. It's already happened. It's been paid for, but we've got to embrace it and we've got to step into that place of freedom. If I went round this room today and I asked every single person individually what you're struggling with, what's binding you up, where do you need freedom, what's holding you back, what's stopping you becoming all that God's called you to be, what's stopping you expressing yourself in fullness to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's paid for whatever you said. He's paid for it in full. So why do we live in the restraint when He's already paid for it? The church living free is unstoppable. The church living in the fullness of the gift that He gave is unstoppable. You living full in the gift He's given you, you're unstoppable to achieve what He wants to achieve in and through you. Unstoppable. Do you know what I think freedom looks like this morning? I think it looks like a Mexican wave. That's what I'm deciding right now. Okay, put your hand up if you don't know what a Mexican wave is. No hands. Brilliant. That means we're all going to be involved, okay? And we're going to start here. Don't groan, Grant. Don't groan. Would you like to join me and help lead it? No, no. It's okay. Okay. So I'm going to start it. Now, I know there's just, there's just something in the spirit that needs to be broken today. And I'm going to go after the jolly thing. The devil's not going to have his way. And it looks like a Mexican wave is what I see in my head right now. Are you up for it? Are you up? Come on. Are you up for it? Yeah, yeah rightio. I'm going to start. You know how it works? You jump in. Now, just before we do, because I know this is a very small room, don't, the person's head in front of you, okay? Not a, not a good look. You kind of have to go like this or something. I had to apologize to Jan halfway through worshiping Jesus because I bit in herself. So, so none of that stuff, okay? So, so you guys ready? You're going to start it? Don't jump too much, Maria. Don't want baby coming too early. Um, um. I think that's what happened to Jan with our first, with Luke actually, is we were at music practice and she was dancing around and then Luke came two weeks early, like then, then. He didn't have a show, did he, as a musician? He was birthed from the music team. Anyway, I stray, I stray. No, no, come back, that was the innocent comment. So um, I'm going to count to three. The front row, Rachel, this is your moment to shine. Come on. 
and front row is going to lead it, and, and we'll just keep going until you get it, okay? So we'll go to the back, and then it's going to come back forward, and I'm guessing online, you're doing it on your couch, and I'm guessing out the back, well, it's not out the back, they've got it laid on out there, they've got Pastor Michael and Gillian, they're like, it's like the first class lounge. So, so they're going to do it there as well, okay? So I'm going to count to three. You ready? Don't look nervous. It's going to be really good fun. Really good fun. Because I said it has to be. Okay? Here we go. All right, you ready? Good, good, good. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yes, yes. And now back this way. Come on. Back, 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 back. Make some noise with it. Come on. And now back, back that way. Go that way. That way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. And now back this way. This way. Come on, keep it up. It's not that hard. And now back, 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 back. One more time, one more time. Back this way. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did the noise go? Okay, now back the other way. Back the other way. Come on. Now give Jesus a massive big hand. Come on. Come on. Awesome. Jesus died for our freedom, for our freedom. Amazing thing. Innocent for the guilty through accepting his gift for us. We're set free. Wow. We're set free. We're set free. Completely free. You're set free. I'm set free. We're set free because of his Sacrifice. What does freedom look like? Let me, freedom looks like relationship and a relationship looks like this in Galatians chapter five. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. That was your moment. You missed it. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, no, too late. Too late. Don't, don't. I'll start again and then it'll look more genuine. Okay. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in the slavery of of the law, of the doing, of the doing. I quite like the way the NIV puts it. It says this, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. It's for freedom that Christ set us free. The innocent to the guilty, for the guilty to set us free. And this is the way to have eternal life, John 17, to know you, God, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one who you sent to earth, that is our pathway to freedom. Wow, that's really cool. Jesus' death and resurrection is a call for us to live a big life. It's a, it's a call for us to live a, a free life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's We've got to live a life that was worthy, that is worthy of his sacrifice. We've got to live a life that made it all worthwhile. I mean, he looks at you and deems you worthwhile. He looks at me and deems me worthwhile. Not only you know in this life, but for all of eternity. Wow. But my response of thanksgiving to him, I want to live a life that makes a sacrifice worthwhile. I want to live a life that's bigger than me. I want to live a life that's bigger than us. I like this in Colossians chapter two. The NLT puts it nicely and then the, the message um, slaps you around a little bit more with it. But the, the, the NLT says this, and now just as you accepted Christ, let me start again. And now just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. 
Let your roots grow down in Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. You'll overflow with thanksgiving. Now, I like the way that the message puts it. It's just kind of a little bit more in your face. Let me read it. My counsel for you is simply simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You've received Christ Jesus, the Master. Now live in Him. You're deeply rooted in Him. You're well constructed upon Him. You know your way around the faith. Now, do what you've been taught. It gets better. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. I love that. It's a response to Easter. It's a response to being guilty and made innocent. No, not my doing. His doing. Spill over with thanksgiving. We're going to receive communion together this morning. And uh, we're going to do this in, in just a moment. And I think, you know, when you go through the Scriptures, fullness of joy is in His presence, that, that our response to His gift is thanksgiving. They're not suggestions for the disciple of Christ. That's what, Our answer is yes, I'll live like that. If I'm a disciple, yes, I will live like that. I'll live in that manner. I will live for Him. And I really want us to engage with communion this morning that we engage with Him. That we stop thinking about ourselves, mainly, uh, main, uh, you know, our own plights or whatever's going on in our world for a few minutes, and we really focus on Him. Because I love the way that that video says you you can't change yourself on your own. It's only Him that can change us. So we want to engage with Him. If you're not free doesn't matter how many Mexican waves we do. It's not going to change the fact that we're not free. Only He can do that. And this morning, I want to encourage us as we receive communion together to really interact with Jesus. Giving Him thanks for what He did and what He's done and where He's leading us and the freedom that He's paid for us. Luke 22, 14 through to 20. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and... Share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. 
Father, we choose to remember today. And we choose to remember with grateful hearts. You saved us. That you replaced our guilt with your innocence. And so, Lord, as we remember today, I pray that our leading words are thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, as we remember today, I am so grateful. I know I only get it in part, but the parts I do get, I am so grateful. And we honour you, Jesus, in our remembrance. We honour your obedience for following through the will of the Father. And I thank you, Father, for an incredible plan for humanity. encourage you to receive the emblems in your own time. We're going to sing. You can stand, you can sit, and uh, just take your time. I'm praying that this environment this morning, there really is a, a revelation from God for you of the price that was paid, your value, His value on you, but the incredible work of Jesus.